what, what probably was a common enough occurrence a decade ago, as in a person being shot on a South Inner City street, was a, quite a u- unusual event. He was shot at least six times. It was the third attempt on his life in the space of just over a year and a half. When the armed guardy aren't around, or when, the, when there isn't a big guard of presence, the criminals are, are more, more than prepared to strike. I'm Nicola Tallent, and you're listening to Crime World, a podcast about criminals, drugs and the sins of the underworld in Ireland and across the globe. A third shooting attempt on the life of convicted drug dealer Gary the Canary Carey, along with rising tensions in a volatile Finglas feud, are stretching the resources of the Garda Síochána to the limit. With 24-hour armed support around the young gangs of Finglas and investigations suggesting the involvement of three dangerous mobs on the south side in the Kerry hit, gangland tensions are rising and with them the pressure on our police. Today, I'm joined by Irish independent crime correspondent Ken Foy to discuss the feuds of Dublin. He tells me about a recent hit attempt on Finglas mob boss Mr Flashy about the cost of liking a social media post and about the lone wolf with nine lives who has muscled in on the wrong turf. This is Crime World, a podcast from sundayworld.com. Until the um, outbreak of the feud uh, involving Gary the Canary, Carey, and also obviously the the Gucci gang, the the, the flashy mob. Um, there has been a kind of a, a quiet over gangland, hasn't there, Ken, for a few years since really the crackdown on the Kinahan mob? There has, Nicola. I suppose the, the, all the lockdowns during the COVID pandemic also meant there was a, a major absence of shootings. Um, and probably that's why... I suppose on Friday of last week, Friday morning of last week, when news emerged that uh, Gary Carey had been shot a number of times, it it was greeted, I suppose, media-wise anyway, with a with a sense of, I suppose, excitement is the wrong word, but it, what what probably was a common enough occurrence a decade ago, as in a person being shot on a South Inner City street, was a, quite a u- unusual event, as it, as it mm. turned out. Mm. So who is Gary the Canary Carey? Any idea how he got his nickname? And um, how is he? Gary Carey, it's understood he's still in hospital, in um, St. James's Hospital, in an intensive care unit. He is expected to live. He was shot at least mm. six times. Um, it was the third attempt on his life um, in the space of just over a year and a half. He's embroiled in a number of separate feuds with different drugs gangs operating in Dublin. That would include associates of Brian Rattigan, um, who was re- released mm-hmm. from prison last year and is now understood to be based in Spain. Um, a gang that we c- called a family gang for legal reasons, who'd be one of the biggest uh, drug trafficking networks in the country. And there is a guardian are also probing links that um, Kerry may be in dispute with his former associates in the D.D. O'Driscoll gang. So essentially, there's three different organised crime groupings being looked at in relation to uh, to this attempted murder. Uh, there's been no arrest so far, but um, what one thing is for sure, uh, he's been warned of a very active threat against his life, and and there are criminal groupings that are definitely 
uh, intent on murdering him. Is it possible the criminal groupings come together? Because, I mean, I know from writing about the family for a long time, they do seem to try and avoid these feud situations. They try to avoid shootings. And, um, you know, you're talking veterans, really, with all these gangs, but with Rattigan, with associates of Didi O'Driscoll and with the family. They're not young 20-year-olds like are feuding on the other side of the city. These are guys who have been decades in the business and who know that killing, shooting is bad for that business. Yes, and it's particularly in relation to the, to the family gang. Uh, it's few and far between any murders that have ever been linked to them in their decades in operation. But it seems this more than likely is a row over turf. But obviously, uh, Kerry has put himself in a position that he's in, in serious bother. Like last November, um, I think it's common case now as far as a theory behind the, the shooting, uh, 10 shots were fired at him as he sat in the car in Ballyferm at Crescent. And this, that followed on from another shooting. He, he only suffered graze injuries in, in, the shoot, in a shooting in March of last year. And then what we had earlier, or sorry, at the tail end of last month is probably the most serious attempt on his life. Mm. Now, he'd been in the gym and went back to his car in the, the underground car park of a hotel in Kilmainham when he was attacked and hit six times at close range. It's amazing, always amazes me when these guys survive these kind of attacks. You, you wonder, you know, how lucky they have to be, I suppose, and how unlucky a shooter has to be to be on top of a target and to, you know, to hit them with six bullets and not kill them. Well, the original information on the morning, Nicola, and going into the early afternoon that Friday was that he wasn't expected to live. Um, it's mm. led, I suppose, guards, are, some people are quipping that he's the new um, Martin Foley, the Viper, who, who infamously survived many shooting attempts and, and is still here and with us. Um, and as, as the days have went on, uh, it's the same. Gary Carey is expected to, to survive this, albeit he, he suffered some horrendous injuries. Mm, and God knows what his long-term prospects are of recovery. He's a convicted drug dealer. He was jailed in 2002. But he's also, um, you know, he's he's somebody that has been knocking around this underworld gangland for a long, long time. And Darren Carey, in the turn of just literally coming into the millennium, 99, 2000, I think over that kind of new year, was one of two men that were shot dead on... The canal, they were assassinated um, and they were young guys who were supposed to have either owed money or they screwed up some drug uh, importation for a, a criminal that we, we knew as the guinea pig, a very violent I- individual. And um, that was really shocking. I don't I think it was because of the time of year, I suppose you were entering this new century. And here we were greeted by the first of two gangland murders. There hadn't been a double assassination like that. But Kerry was the brother of that victim, Darren Kerry. Is there bad blood there with him and individuals around the murder of his brother? Has that continued over the decades? Um, Or are his feuds something completely separate and to do with his own business? There's no doubt that after what the the horrific um, death his brother Darren met, that there was was no chance that Gary Kerry would have any forgiveness or his, or his close associates for anyone involved in that. But what's thought of now in relation to the, the attempts on his life is not directly linked 
to to that stuff from 22 years ago. These are separate mm. feuds that that have broken out, um, more than likely over uh, drugs turf. So, is this a case of what has happened? Maybe you know, slightly similar on the other side in, in Finglas, where an individual, where Kerry, for example, has maybe tried to go it alone, um, and isn't that the same thing that happened when James Whelan uh, separated from his former boss that we call Mister Flashy? He tried to set up on his own and obviously there is, while there seems to be loads of money in all this drugs, there is a greed there and a, and a, a desire to hold on to everything by, by certain individuals. Yes. Um, I suppose one, one theory that's been actively looked at is that Kerry and Kerry's associates, who be mostly based around the Island Bridge area and, and some in the Ballyfermot area as well, are encroaching on uh, territory, which is which is perceived to be controlled by other drugs gangs, and that's what seems to have led led him to being in particular bother. There's a kind of a, you know, in a way, a, a, a stupid bravery to that, isn't there? And I think James Whelan himself, um, you know, believed that he could take on Flashy, and obviously the feud that that is the second feud we're going to talk about, uh, the one that's playing out in Finglas. Whelan was shot dead on April 3rd after being warned a number of times that there was threats to his life and that was because he tried to go it alone and separate himself from Flashy. Yes, um, and that the Fingers feud uh, is it's still very, very much active um, and there was a recent attempt on um, the criminal we call Mr Flashy and a very close associate of his. Uh, there's been no known reprisals yet but there, there is no, there's no doubt that there will be an attempt to avenge what happened. They were very lucky to escape with their life when they were shot at again mm. in broad daylight in North Dublin a few weeks ago. Um, and since then, as usual with the Fingers feud, it's a lot of stuff has been playing out on social media. The threats have been going back and forward, and it just uh, serves to um, keep tensions very, very high. Actually, that was one thing I meant to just to go back to the Kerry, the Kerry uh, shooting there, attempted assassination. I was very surprised to see that there was social media activity around that. Again, given the kind of veterans really that are in the frame for it or are suspected of being behind it, that whole use of the social media, calling him a rat and uh, putting up pictures of his, his partner and child seems unusual given the age profile of those behind it? I suppose this is the age um, we live in now, Nicola, and um, even though the, what we mentioned criminal groupings there earlier, um, and a lot of what, who we discussed are veteran criminals, there, of course, in these gangs as well, there's youngsters, there's teenagers, um, they're certainly not as prolific as using the social media as the fingless um, gangs, because, again, the age profile is a lot younger, but... There are younger people also involved uh, in relation to mm. what happened, Gary Carey. Mm. And that is almost becoming a cultural thing within gangland now, that use of social media. Um, one of the worst things I've read since the, the murder of James Whelan and the whole kind of outbreak of that feud in Finglas has been this story that you wrote about uh, the vulnerable man and liking a social media post and what happened to him. Tell, tell us about that. Well, this happened, I suppose, at this stage now, a number of weeks ago. And um, 
it's it's a young young man based in North Dublin who who would know Mr. Flashy, um, would know all those uh, d- that particular crime grouping and and the members of it. And for some reason, it seems that the young man is kind of wanted to move away from from those people. And for some reason, I don't know why he he liked a post which was put online by associates of uh, James Whelan. Um, and this caused outrage among the Mr. Flashy and, and his associates. And they started off by demanding €30,000 in compensation from, from the young man who basically doesn't have a bean. He didn't have any money to pay. And then this demand later got reduced to ten grand on condition that he allowed himself to be shot in the leg as punishment. Um, so, obviously... This caused him to be uh, very perturbed, to say the least, and um, he, he made a serious attempt at self-harm and re- required hospital treatment for it, and I think is still understood to be uh, receiving medical attention. All because he liked a social media posting? So it seems, yeah. I mean, it just really shows how vicious and uh, controlling these gangs are within their communities, that they they are really the ultimate bullies. As regards the policing of what's happening in Finglas, is it eating up a huge amount of policing hours and um, guard of time? I mean, I can only imagine that they are having to patrol those areas um, 24-7. Yes, um, there's a constant armed support unit presence in in the particular area and and there has been for a number of months. Um, And I suppose there's a lot of uh, covert and overt policing going on. So it it is a bit of a drain on the resources, but what's been very apparent is that when the armed guardy aren't around, or when the, when there isn't a big guard of presence, the criminals are are more more than prepared to strike. As we've seen since the murder of James Whelan, a number of uh, very serious arson attacks on uh, innocent uh, females linked to both sides of the feuding factions. So is the is the Finglas feud seen as being maybe more volatile because you do have very active but two sides of that very active, whereas it seems to me with the Ballyfermot groupings that there could possibly be everyone versus one individual. Is it likely that Kerry has associates that will try and strike back or is he an underdog? I think you'd have to say Kerry is very much an underdog. It would be unfair to call him a lone ranger as such. Um, he had, mm. after he survived the murder attempt in November, he'd spent a number of months in Spain. And um, he's not that long back in Ireland, just a few weeks. And it's thought that he might have even been given some, uh, unconfirmed, but he might have been even given some kind of assurance that everything was okay. Um, so hence, he was, the hotel where he, he was shot was very near his home. He wasn't wearing a bulletproof vest um, maybe he he thought everything was going to be okay. Mm. And we often see that in these feuds that the, the key sort of targets of them will take themselves away for a period of time. Um, sometimes they don't ever return or certainly not for a long, long time because they realise or they have the sense to stay away and know that it's probably harder to organise a hit um, in a foreign territory than it is at home. Um, but... It would seem if 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 Flashy would take any sort of uh, advice or sensible thinking, it would seem to me that uh, he should disappear for a while to, while, you know, the situation maybe calms down a little bit there. His presence within the community um, 
And that seems to be something that, you know, he wants to show himself. I see he's still putting photographs of himself up and about, uh, or rather out and about. But it would seem sensible for him to kind of get out of town for a while and maybe that situation there would calm down a little bit. But I suppose sense is exactly what he and his associates don't have. Well, exactly. Now, he there has been occasions when he's he's left the country, but I, I suppose, um, and looking at some of his social media postings, He's he's almost portraying himself as a as a family as a kind of a family a proud family man um, that has nothing to nothing to hide. Not he he's not afraid of anyone. So um, he's still he's still believed to be in Dublin, even though he was himself and a very close associate were very lucky to escape serious injury when they were shot at a few weeks ago. Mm. A lot of these feuds kind of play themselves out in that they can, you know, result in, you know, I mean, I think there was a time that when the serious gang feuds would claim at least 10 lives before they petered out. The Kulik feud of 2019, there was five lives lost there. But they kind of um, can be dissipated by the arrest of key players and by obviously the seizure of drugs, guns and cash can cause problems for the gangs because then they don't have as much as much funding to hand to 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 put into them. But in the case of Finglas, I see there has been a lot of arrests, a lot of drugs and cash seized and quite a few people charged. Is there enough done yet to try and make this feud kind of die down before it gets any worse? Uh, you'd have to say, Nicola, definitely not. Um, mm. there, there's enough people around um, that are capable of extreme violence. Um, as as we are, as we mentioned a lot, the social media stuff doesn't help. It just keeps things at a high enough pace. Now the guards have had some success, including against. Uh, uh, we can't really go into too much of it for legal reasons, but mm. uh, er, or sorry, last month, um, over four hundred thousand euro worth of cocaine was seized. Um, from a close associate of, of Mr. Flashy. Um, and that kind of uh, seizure would hurt the gang, but um, it certainly wouldn't put them out of business. And yes, firearms have been taken off the streets, but there's still plenty there. So these are brazen, they're reckless um, and very volatile. So no, I wouldn't see an end in sight just yet. It seems from a policing point of view, there has to be a relentless seizure of, of drugs and uh, cash in order to actually affect them. We did see that coming. A much bigger, vast organisation, much more wealthy organisation, obviously. But with the Kinahan mob, you did start to see that chip away at them with the big seizures across Europe and in Ireland, etc. But it did take a long time to kind of affect the financing. And as we saw from the US sanctions, when you're up against a billion euro mob, you, you really are up against it. But the flashy mob must be worth a fair few quid as well at this stage. Was there any figures bouncing around that they may have made or that they, you know, what sort of turnover are they, they looking at every couple of months? Well, it would be very significant, but it'd be, obviously, you you we spoke, you speak there about the Kinan cartel, who who they are still aligned to and have always been traditionally aligned to. Um, it would be nothing in that mm-hmm. league. But, it, you know, you can see the clothes they're wearing. Um there's there's certainly uh, not short of a few bob, but it's it's not in the in the huge scale or of even organisations like we spoke about the family gang 
that are um, fighting with Gary Carey at the moment on the other side of the city. Um, again, they'd be in a different league than um, these uh, mobs involved in, in the Fingless feud. The family gang would be mm. literally making millions of euro every few months in relation to to bringing in uh, heroin and uh, cocaine and, and all kinds of other drugs into the country. And... Just going back to that briefly before we finish, but Brian Rattigan, um, he has been obviously central to the Crumlin Drimna feud back in the day, went to jail for a very long time in relation to a murder later, um, convicted of the, a manslaughter. Is uh, there been any much talk of him since he got out of prison? He hasn't seemed to have been seen, even though he is rumoured as being certainly at war with, with Kerry, he hasn't really been knocking around, has he? Well, he was released almost this time last year from Port Leash Prison. He'd been in there since 2003. Uh, there was a lot, of, we would have even spoken about ourselves, Nicola, there was a lot of specula- speculation about what he would do, what would happen, would it change the d- dynamics of the gangland scene here? But he, within less than a week, he had left the country and it's, mm. it's not thought he's come back it's believed he he's in Spain, and it's believed he's um, been he's just certainly been spotted on occasion uh, with John Gilligan. Um, I think it was earlier this year, possibly in January or so. Um, there was some information that Rattigan was due to fly back to Dublin um, via Birmingham, but and and stay with a close female associate of his in. In South Dublin, but as it turned out, he didn't. He didn't take that flight. So um, the first time he really featured in any kind of significant way um, in relation to organised crime since his release was um, the fact that his associates are being linked. Are one of the, one of the main guard lines of, in the investigation into Kerry mm. is that the shooting was carried out by associates of Rattigan. Um, mm. So. That, that was the first time he's really became, become prominent in, in almost a year. These guys never seem to learn to stay out of trouble. No matter how long they stay in prison, they get out, they have opportunities to go off to the sun and to keep their head down, but they just can't help it. It's like a, an addiction nearly to crime and feuding that they have got over the years. Well, Rattigan had said he was, he was going to be a changed man. So if, you know, if, if this theory turns out to be correct and that he was involved in, in this attempted, you know, in ordering or organising this attempted murder, which would disprove um, what Mr. Rattigan had said before he's released from jail last year. OK, well, listen, Ken Foy, thank you very much. Thanks, Nicola. You've been listening to Crime World, a podcast from sundayworld.com, produced by Ian Mullaney and edited by me, Nicola Talent. If you like the podcast and love true crime, why not download the sundayworld.com app for lots more stories from Ireland and across the globe.